CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindicue, The Good Things Guy. I told you I was going to bring Tay-Tay back from New York. You did. In a version, she? in an album. She's on my, she's on my Apple Music. So, uh, so this is the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour. And we get to hang out with you every Tuesday and bring you the good stuff. Happiness around South Africa and the world. Uh, today we're going to be catching up on my MKRSA journey so far. Um, made it to the top four, yo. You won. Yeah, we'll get into that now. Um, also going to be digging into our current affairs. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about something called Mugabe, um, Mugabe, or uh, Miso Horny, which is a, a little restaurant that's opened in Melville that's caused so much mayhem in South Africa. And and the good news there, we're going to unpack it. We're going to try to find it. We're going to be speaking about that. Um, what else are we doing, Kay? Uh, we're also going to be bringing you the top five good news stories. We do that every single week. Plus, Kay and I will get to chat to Stones and Bones, a Gauteng-based Afro-rock duo consisting of KG Bones on vocals, synth and decks, and CG, CJ Stones on sax, guitar, and vocals. They're going to be live in studio, um, just hanging out with us and telling us who they are and where they're from. They've just released a new single, which is pretty damn cool. And I can tell you, Future Forward South Africa, they're young up-and-coming artists that are doing great things, and we have them here live in studio today. I'm excited. Listen up and get inspired. You can tweet us at cliffcentral.com or Brent Lindicue or Kerry Stein. Is it Stein or Stein? Stein. I do this every week. Yes, you do. It's okay. Well, it's fine because you butcher every other person's surname and name in the history of your news reports. That's right. So we'll just butcher yours as well. <laughs> then it's fair game for everybody. Um, you can also chat to us via our official WeChat accounts or you can call us on 0861 We want to hear from you. We want to speak to you. We've also got a WhatsApp number, which Kerry knows off by heart. 079-748-2090. You know, like when you're in school and... Uh, you have a teacher that's quite vicious, and when they get something wrong, they slap you on the hand with a ruler. Yeah. We had to do that to Kerry so that she could um, <laughs> learn the WhatsApp number because it like went in the one ear, out the other one. It took weeks and weeks of training, but eventually she got it right. Eventually she remembered what the number was, and now she's the official number caller. She even stays here for other shows. So why now people need to WhatsApp us? Okay. So, okay, just WhatsApp okay. us. Eh? If you have any questions, if you want to get involved, it's that simple. I've got a screen here so we can see what's going on. Um, get, let's get straight into it. I mean, we're sure. already five minutes into the show. I don't know where that happened or how that went down. Tell me what's going on with the charity stuff. We're working towards Christmas. We're working towards um, doing these Christmas parties. You've During the year of being on uh, The Good Stuff, you've got to meet some amazing people that you've connected with. What is going on with our Good Stuff Christmas party? Well, on the 2nd of December, which is next week, Saturday, we're having a massive Christmas party in Dipsert for 400 children. And, um, I've actually been quite overwhelmed with, uh, with, with people donating and, um, donating goods, their time, um, stuff from their business on behalf of their businesses. And it's just been, I mean, it's been amazing. Um, they are 400 orphans that attend the school in Dipslut and, uh, so it's, it's important. Man. It's very, very important. It's just to show, um, show them love and, and good, I mean, good stuff, you know, because, um, like we were, we were, we've been chatting to our, our other guests from Santa Shoebox Project. Um, it's about making them feel loved and, uh, that they have purpose. Um, so next week, Saturday, that's what it's about. It's, it's, it's a party for them, especially. And, um, we're still collecting at this stage, um, you know, non-perishable food items, uh, stationery, uh, what else do we need? Hygiene products. 
those are pretty much the things that we need. Yeah, it's important, man. There's a lot of stuff that uh, that you can get involved in. And it's pretty simple. And we're excited. We're very, very excited for it next week, Saturday. So that's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing? Yeah. That's amazing. I, um, I'm cooking. <laughs> Tell me. Are you cooking again? <laughs> sure. So um, when Andrew and I entered the competition, we never believed that we'd make it as far as we have. Mm. And it's been such an incredible journey, such an amazing adventure. Um, if you have the opportunity, enter a reality show. Or into a game show. Or like, you know, it's just, it's the maddest thing. And I never knew that I would be put in this position. Um, I've learned so much about myself, um, through the process. And Sunday was tough. Sunday was really, really tough. There were, there were all these celebs yeah. that had been invited to a high afternoon tea. A high tea. A high tea. You won the high tea. Yeah. The gay guy won the high tea. Surprise. Surprise. No man, it was um, it was hectic. Have you ever cooked for? I'm, I'm going to say 180 people because it was 90 portions of one and 90 portions of the other. Have you ever cooked for 180 never, I people? Would, I would never attempt to cook for that many people. It was it was really 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 tough um, to think about what you're going to make and and how you're going to plan it so that you you can make all of it in time and and have enough portions for everybody That is a lot of people Brent I'm sorry It's a lot of people It is a lot of people And also it's the likes of like Anele and Edith Fenter it it was stressful High profile High profile High profile High profile So you can't mess it up No so so what Andrew and I decided to do um we were going to cook two things the one the one was I'm not going to call it safe, but like I'm the cheesecake king of South yes. Africa. You really are. Yeah. And and there are still many people waiting for your cheesecake, just an FYI. No, no. When we walked into the <laughs> studio today, Gareth was asking for it and Ben and Dory and everybody in the studio, they're like, they want cheesecake. So we've got a staff meeting this week. I'm going to make a bit of cheesecake. I'll bring it with. You guys can all share. You can fight over it. Okay. Um, no, so right. I, I know cheesecake and I, I know how to make it and I love it and... I, uh, we decided to do a little twist on a cheesecake. So it wasn't exactly the same. Ooh. It was a little cheesecake bite, baked a little bit differently, with, um, a caramel sauce that was homemade, mm. um, on top of it. And on top of that was a candied almond. So you've got your yumminess, you've got your sauce, and you've got your crunch. And all in it's one. the right size. One little bite. And it's a, it's a it's high tea size. Yeah. So we, we weren't going to play, I'm not going to say play it safe. We, we're planning on making something really beautiful that I know that people would enjoy. Mm. But you want to win, right? You want to win. So on the other hand, we decided to go completely out there and make something that was vegetarian. Very different. Oh my goodness. Roasted grapes that had been roasted in a balsamic glaze. Roasted grapes. Roasted grapes. <gasps> um, and a little tartlet with goat cheese and the roasted grapes and some micro herbs and a little bit of walnuts over it. That sounds amazing. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, when we were busy with the process and you're looking at everybody else's dishes, it's nerve wracking because everybody was making this incredible internal. stuff. It's all internal. Having a heart attack. It, it, it's scary. It's scary stuff. And, uh, and then we had to serve, so you actually had to walk out to all these tables and greet and meet and give your food away. Mm. And um, and yeah, and then the majority of everybody voted for us. 
I think that's amazing. It was it was an insane feeling. In the past, in, in the different episodes and the different challenges that we've had, like when we did the pizza challenge, I hated it. And I knew <laughs> I knew that I knew that we were gonna not be anywhere on the top because we'd made um crazy decisions that were risky at the time and we thought it would take us somewhere, but it actually didn't and we were at the bottom and when you know you're at the bottom it's a cuck feeling. Yeah. When you know you've you haven't done right, it's really not a nice feeling. And then you're in poop. But then, like the country challenge, I the country challenge. I thought we'd won. I'd like had this really because we had so many people around our stand, mm. and we were meant to make. I don't know. It was I can't even remember because it was a couple of weeks ago. But we were supposed to make like a hundred portions, and Andrew and I landed up making like two hundred because people just kept on coming and coming and wanting more and eating more. But that's not a bad thing. No, but that's why I thought we'd won. I thought like we'd really done because you've well. done so many. And a lot of people had dropped um, tokens into our little bin. Like, mm, that's how they voted. Yes. So, I, I'm sure we came second out of that. But that's a different feeling to stand to stand and get that critique. Because you, you almost know that you did okay. Yes. But because you're in this competition environment, and it is my kitchen rules, you still doubt yourself. I would be a wreck. We'd, I'd, I, but... You know, at the moment, I mean, we're going into the semi-finals this week. I know, that's I'm not, why. I'd I'm, be not, a I'm not sure if I can make a cup of coffee properly. Oh. Like, I'm nervous as all hell. That's why my anxiety would be right through the roof. But if there's one thing that Andrew and I started um, during My Kitchen Rules and, and our process from the beginning, our main mantra is to have fun. And are you having fun, Brent? I'm having so much fun. I can see it's, that. It's really, it, the whole, the whole vibe is, it's an adventure for Andrew mm. and myself. Um, you know, winning would be amazing to get the title, yeah. to get the money, yeah. to get all of those things. But also it's the, about the process and about the adventure. So every episode, every challenge, everything we've been through thus far has Bucket been incredible. Stuff. And we're heading into semifinals on Sunday and I'm ready to win. I've got, uh, you know, Adventure, have fun, adventure. but still game face on. And bucket list stuff. Bucket list stuff. Um, we, I mean, we've just gone on live. So if anybody has any questions, they can, uh, they can just tweet us or Facebook us or. And congratulations for getting this far. Oh, man. One of our listeners, four listeners send us a message going that they want cheesecake too. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? You should open a patisserie. Not even a patisserie. I'm gonna. Just a cake, a cheesecake a, shop. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a social media bake off as soon as the show is done because I'm quite exhausted. I, I need, I need like a little bit of a break. So I think we finish on the 10th of December. Yes. Maybe in Jan, I'm gonna do like a cheesecake day and you can tweet and Facebook and we'll do special deliveries of cheesecake. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Goodness. Do you know what you're getting yourself into here? No, man. It'll be fun. Okay. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll be... Let's do it. It'll be like an Uber Eats, but yes. it's a Brent Eats. A Brent Eats cheesecake. Brent Eats cheesecake, what, what? Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> um, so that's the show. Uh, what else is happening in South Africa, Joburg, what, what? Ah! Do you remember the Joburger? Yes. Do you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. So, 23-year-old... Uh, South African, I'm, I'm guessing he's from Joburg since he calls himself the Joe Burger. Yes. Unless his surname's Burger and his name's Joe. Mm. We just don't know. No. We just don't know. So the Joe Burger, um, went to this, I, I'm guessing he immigrated to London or he's gone there for like a year of work or something because he's only been there for three months. 
He's only been there for three months. He's already calling everybody mate, though. So Maybe I think he's finding himself. He's finding himself, and he's he's become quite English. Um, he started that uh, his Facebook page, and he asked the question. Um, very candid, very funny. Uh, it was it, it, as a white person, what would you say to a black person? Yes. And then a black person, what would yes. you say white? And then everybody, what would you say to an Indian? Mm. And it was this whole um, unpacking racism. With our beautiful sense of humor, because South Africans have a beautiful sense of humor. That blew up social media. It went huge. Yes. <laughs> it was everywhere. Yes, it was. In Bloom, I was in Bloom this weekend, and somebody took me aside, because they now know that I'm the good things guy. Mm. And they're like, have you met the Joe Burger? <laughs> and I was like, um, no, he's in London. Yes. I haven't been to London since June. Like... Calm down. Just calm down, okay? Calm here. Yeah. But yeah, so he's well known in South Africa and he really did go viral. Mm -hmm. And he is now taking all of those questions and all of the answers and turning it into a book. I think that's awesome. He's turning it into a book. And it's like a Christmassy coffee table booky vibe. Um, And totally South African. It's totally South African. And really funny. It's really humorous. Some mm. of the things that people were saying was just off the charts. And from that, um, apparently, it, all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds are going to charity. That makes me happy. Yeah. He's, uh, he's decided that this is what he wants to do. And um, he wants to give back. And I think that's rad. Like, doing good. He's, he's got this platform now. I think he's got like 170,000 followers on Facebook. Um, and yeah, the book is called Hashtag SA Unite. I think, th- oh, wow. And majority of the profits will go to two amazing charities. I don't know what they are yet. So we're, we're going to find out what the charities are. Maybe it's like the Human Rights Commission or just helping reconcile South Africa. Regardless of what it is, he's giving it to charity. Ah, charity lacquer. It's charity. So the Joe Burger is lacquer. Mr. Joe Berger, <laughs> you've you've really um, just done something really cool, and it's cool. Like I think it's rad. I love that, and it's just before Christmas. Just before Christmas. Mm. Christmas. Um, also in Joburg, unveiled. What is the date today? It is the twenty first. So listen to this, Kay. I I decide. I decided long ago. I decided a while ago <laughs> that I um, will not subscribe to like. A normal week because it's 2017. I work seven days a week. Yes. I'm always on. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll catch me. I mean, good things guy is live every day. I don't know how you do it. There's Just like saying. 15 stories there. I'm busy Hashtag. every day. Plus I'm doing Cliff Central. Plus there's a bit of TV stuff. So there's always something, mm-hmm. you know? So my days are crazy. Jam packed. I don't get a weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Saturday, Sunday. So I've decided that every, Every day from now on, and I, I thought about this at the beginning of the year, every day to me is a Friday because that means that the week has ended and that means that the weekend is coming. So Friday, to, every day. So today is, today is Cliff Central Friday. Okay. So I've got different Fridays. Yes. I live my life by Fridays. Okay. But what that means, because I don't subscribe to day-to-day stuff, mm-hmm. is I never know what date it is. I don't know the dates. I, like don't, I just don't, I don't know what date it is. Mm-hmm. And the other day... Man, they were laughing at me so, so hard. Um, we were in a conversation and I was trying to explain like the class of whatever, like matriculants mm-hmm. class of, and I couldn't remember the year. Of your, when you matriculated? No, I couldn't remember this year. Oh. I could not, re- what year is it? 
2017. Yes. And I, I, in the conversation, I kept on going, um, yeah, the class of, the matriculants of, um, it's 2018? 20, is it, what's the year? And everybody was laughing at me. They thought it was such a joke. But doesn't that make you, make you feel disorientated? No. Are you okay with that? I'm okay. I'm okay, okay. with that. I'm like, I'm, I'm a bit of a hippie, actually. Just, I'm the opposite, though. Just, I'm a little bit OCD. Just floating around. So another thing that happened, and I now know this because I, I actually wrote the story. It happened yes. last night. Mm. Monday, the 20th of November. Beautiful. 2017. You know what I'm going to talk about? Is it one of our good news stories? No. Let me just check. Okay. I'm just making sure. So they... Do, <laughs> In New York City, yes, in um, the financial district, mm. they've got this massive, massive raging bull that's that's famous. That's there. And at one point, they put a, wom- a little girl yes. in front of the bull. Mm, that's right. To represent children and good things and hope and all of those great things. Joburg has done the same. UNICEF, and I just want to get the, the actual facts here. UNICEF launched it on Monday night on Children's Day. And uh, it's a little girl in front of the Nelson Mandela statue in Nelson Mandela Square. It's beautiful. And I her, haven't seen it in person yet. So her name is Hope. Yes. And emulating Madiba's dance, she's a symbol of hope. Yes. Of infectious joy and innocence. She looks back at her hero, who is Madiba, whose legacy and achievements will inspire and guide her and us and all children into the future. Named Hope for his celebration and defense of children's rights, the statue takes a bold stance for children's potential to build our country's future. She represents children's strength and resilience, their joy and confidence, their courage and conviction. Most importantly, she stands for their dreams and ambitions, a future where children are cherished and protected. It's flippin' beautiful. It is beautiful. Like, the statue is so rad. It's it's such a nice addition to that area, but I it think. It gives you a sense of, it almost gives you a sense of peace and hope. So here's the reality is, is, um, Nelson Mandela has been passed away for a couple of years. Yes. He hasn't been president of our country for many years. That's right. But there's hope. There is hope. There's just so much hope. And I mean, I mean, that, that duo over there now in, in Mandela Square is just, I mean, it, ju- it just shows what our, what our country is capable of, the possibilities and, totally. um, our future, I think. Completely. Um, our future, our country, our continent. Uh, next door to us, our fellow Zimbabweans are going through traumatic time at the moment. Um, they're marching, they're protesting. But unified. But unified. Unified. Peaceful. Very peaceful, eh? Yes. Those protests are just people that are going, I'm hatful. It's beautiful though. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. When I saw, when I saw those, um, those images for the first time, I was completely blown away. Yeah, and now there's all this talk about about when he falls and when when Robert Mugabe when he steps down eventually, how apparently and I don't know if this is a myth, maybe maybe some of our followers can tell us. Mm. But apparently there's a whole big slush fund. Um countries are just waiting to come and assist Zimbabwe. You know how I see, metaphorically I see it as you know we're going through drought in Cape Town. Like the rains when the rains come and then everything just blossoms. That's how I see uh, Zim. 
Yeah. Do you it's see? A good way. It's, it's a good way. Be beautiful. So we're watching that story. Um, we're making sure that uh, that we're on top of it, and and when the good news breaks, we will break it for you. Hashtag breaking news. I'm um, talking about Cape Town and and the droughts. So today is forecast. I think there's like an eighty percent chance of rain that's forecast for today. But yesterday, Patricia Delille, the the city's executive mayor, she made a statement about how amazing and how thankful she is that Cape Tonians have really worked hard mm. to get to that 87 liters a day that, that they've been working towards. There are plans in place with desalination plants and all sorts of um, different plans that they put in place, yeah. but they had forecast something called day zero. Yes. Day zero would be the day when all the taps would turn off in Cape Town. Every single tap would turn off in Cape Town. And at their, their usage before they went down to 87 liters a day, and I must tell you, I've got friends in Cape Town. I've recently been to Cape Town. It's not easy. No. 87 liters is not. not easy. No. I had to shower, get in the shower, switch the water on, wet myself, then switch, switch the water off. off, and then have a full shower. Like, you can have a good five-minute yes. shower. Scrub your nails, mm-hmm. put the soap. But there's no water running mm-hmm. down. So just soap, 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 soap. Wash your hair. Soap, soap, soap. Get a bit of soap in your eyes. Soap, 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 soap. And then you turn the water back, back on, on. And then you rinse and turn that water off. With the bucket in the shower. That's what I was about to say. So there's three buckets in the yes. shower to catch as much water as mm-hmm. possible. And then you use those three buckets three times to go to the loo. That you can use those buckets then. But but think about now in Joburg. Joburg's not out of a drought. We believe we are because it's summer and we got a bit of rain. We've still got hectic water trouble. Restrictions. But you go shower. This morning, how long was your shower? Realistically. I won't shout at you. How long was your shower? Uh, I didn't shower this morning. I bathed. You know, a bath in Cape Town is such a big no-no. I know. Like a no-no. I bathed this morning. But just on that point. Ah, don't try um, to justify it. No, no, no. On that point, when I bathed... um, I took buckets and I filled the cistern for the toilet. I do that now because I have had no water at my house before. And it's it's very scary. It's very scary. And then I saw how much water it takes, how many buckets it takes to fill my cistern. Okay. So currently, currently, day zero was going to be the 1st of March 2018, mm. which meant that Cape Town literally only had three months of water left mm. at the current usage of 87 liters a day. Oof. Three months. But somehow, because people have been saving a little bit more, because people have been doing a little bit more, without rain, without the desalination plants that come online in February, day zero has now moved to the 13th of May. They've added like a month and a half. There you go. Plus, it's going to rain, like today it's raining, and the desalination plants come online in February. So like good things for Cape Town. There's hope. Maybe we should put little girl statues everywhere. (laughs) No, but that's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. The last story that I want to do in the catch up of the news, um, is a story that started in Melville, Johannesburg, and it blew up so massively that it was on Mashable and CNN and all over the place for all the wrong reasons. And I don't want to focus on those reasons. I'm not about cultural appropriation. Um, I'm a white male, so I've got no, legs to stand and talk about another culture mm. i don't have the rights for that i can speak about a white male do you want to yes. talk about a white male no not really because we can do that no it's okay but what the, it's the the owners of a, a club in johannesburg called toy toy i shouldn't actually give them any airtime airtime but they opened a restaurant restaurant a miso ramen bar mm. and they called it miso horny oh dear which i mean for a number of reasons it's so bad it's so bad 
um, cultural appropriation. It's mocking the Asian culture. It's um, exactly. It's so, so. There's a couple things here. Prostitution was a huge problem during um, the, the wars and even now. And um, in that particular area as well. Correct. Uh, so that um, it's mocking another human for not being able to speak correct English. It like it just ticks all the boxes of how to be a cuck human. And they thought it was really funny, like what a cool pun, because they're two white guys. Yeah. And here's the good news. And this news is, flash. This is what I want to focus on. Yes. There's two food bloggers who are Asian from South Africa. And I promise you, Kay, the way that they wrote, the things that they said, it was like, I'm going to teach you in layman's terms how to be a nice person. And I'm going to show you what you've done wrong because when everything first came out the two guys were defending what they'd done mm. they were like no we did this this is us look at us look at us and are they even familiar with the culture no apparently what they're serving is not even part of it so there's a whole there's a whole discussion under that but the reality is and the good news here that i think is incredible is that once these two lovely young writers took to social media to express themselves um, South Africans from all walks of life who it wasn't even in their frame of reference. Um, they, they might have been laughing about it, whatever, whatever, whatever. They all came on board and they were all like, actually, these oaks are wrong mm-hmm. and it's wrong and it's not funny. Love it. And I love that that we, we're able to look inward and it just takes one person to make a difference. It's one true. one tweet. That's very one true. Tweet, one tweet, one social conversation to really make a difference in society. And so many people are scared to do it. But there's always that one. And these these two ladies were it. I they were that's, it. That's that's incredible. So um, yeah, man, that's uh, that's all our news that we have for this week in our catch up. Um, but every week we do have the top five trending good news stories, where we bring you the stories that matter, the things that you should be speaking about, all of those great and wonderful conversations that you should be rather speaking about at the dinner table instead of. Um, you know, everything that mainstream media pushes. Mm-hmm. We don't want, we don't want to hear about that. So Kerry, what do we have at number five? A South African company has just launched seven free online courses to build digital skills, including digital literacy, entrepreneurship, and cybersecurity. So as part of its commitment to support the workforce of the future, the youth ambassador program Cisco today announced the release of seven free Self-enroll online courses to help South Africans to develop their digital skills. A hundred percent free. There is no catcher. Which I think is amazing because if you see what's going on in society and uh, especially the underprivileged areas, um, something like this is, there's huge value in this. And I think it's, I think it's amazing. Well, one of the courses that I really, 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 really am excited for and it's really cool that they, uh, that it's free is entrepreneurial skills. I think if we Definitely. if we can make more entrepreneurs in South Africa, the the change that we could make is just it's massive. It's it it's really really big. It, and and that's I mean that will be the turning point in many of these different communities. So I think what these guys are doing is um it's it's future. It is the future and other companies should be following suit. 100%. We're going to put that story up online so that you can get the news. 
Uh, and top good news number five. So we'll put it up online. What do we have at number four? South African-born retired plumber Ben John has been building toilets in Sierra Leone where 70% of the 7 million people live below the poverty line. So he's a retired plumber and he's changing the rural world one toilet at a time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back to that stat. 70%? 70% of the 7 million people live below the poverty line. So if you have ever been into an informal settlement or um, a rural development, uh, you will know firsthand what what this article is about. So what this man is doing is incredible. Can we replicate that for South Africa? We most certainly can. We really, really can. So who's going to do that? Um, funnily enough, there are, there are a few, and our Huddle Up girls as well. They are, they've been on a mission as well in terms of, in terms of toilets, cleaning toilets, building toilets, putting toilets in, um, in areas that don't have. I love, I love putting people to task. So I like this story and I think it's great, um, that he's making a difference anywhere in the world. Everybody needs it. But I want to put you to task, Kerry. I want you to find, I want you to find the South African version of what he's doing. Okay. It's a deal. That's your job, and you need to report back next week, Tuesday. It's a deal. For reals, eh? For real. Put that in your diary. You need, no, to, you need to report back next week, Tuesday. That's I want, good. I want the South African version. And if there isn't a South African version, then we need to make one. In seven days. In seven We've days. We've got seven days to uh, create a, a toilet a toilet mission. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, we're going to put that story up online. What do we have at number three? Here's how to take eight days leave in 2018 and be away from the office for 17 consecutive days. It's <laughs> Gary's number one story. Holiday! No, but that's what I'm saying because obviously now you need to, even though it's the December holidays coming up, you need to start preparing. So the other day I was looking at the calendar for 2018, you know, school holidays and all of that because yes. you need to plan ahead. Yes. And... um I got a thought in my head because I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have planned the first three months of next year already. Oh wow. No, no, it's crazy. And it just, I mean, it's, it's just happened like that. So are you using, are you using that calendar that I wrote about? Um, I don't work in corporate. But I mean, you can, yeah, but, I mean, but, but I can, but yeah. I can, I can put it to use. So in 20, so the 2018 public holiday calendar is like a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> By taking just eight days leave in April, you could get 17 days of vacation. Nice. We're going to put that up online so that start you can planning. see the dates and you can start planning. What do we have? I don't even know. Number one, number two. See, I am concentrating. Community step up to throw. Shouldn't think that was funny. Uh, I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> Community step up to throw a little girl a massive birthday party. Okay, so I put myself in this position because I have a child this exact same age, and uh, a broken a broken mom going through an incredibly tough financial time was about to sit her five-year-old daughter down to explain to her why she wouldn't be getting anything for her birthday this year when an entire community stepped up stepped up to share a little love and kindness and they put an entire birthday party together for her and she actually, she couldn't have, she she wanted for nothing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, here's the thing, and we're going to put the story up online. Like you just said, as a mom, to sit your kid down and be like, listen, you're very special, but uh, this year we just can't celebrate your birthday. Um, because mommy doesn't have money or a job. Mm. How do you explain mm. that to a kid that they'll understand? Because it, it, it doesn't. I cannot even. I cannot even begin to imagine no. what that must feel like. It's I can't. Really, really tough. Um, what do we have at number one? 
We're going to put the story up online so that people can read it. The Cape Town Desalination Project, an infographic of how it will all work. So we've had this discussion already at the beginning. At the beginning? At the beginning of uh, of our stories. With droughts and ever-present threats, the city of Cape Town has approved plans to build a plant to turn salty water into p- uh, potable water. Yes, potable water. Potable water. <laughs> and... Um, I mean, it's it's a huge thing. That's massive. It's like water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. Yep. That's so exactly what's happening. So with the desalination plants, um, they will be able to turn the salty seawater um, that has all sorts of nunus in it anyway, to turn it into drinking water. It's really exciting stuff. We're going to put that story up online so that you guys can uh, read about the desalination plants, how it works, how we're going to get water to you. It's an incredible initiative. Um, really exciting stuff. Uh, quick question before we bring our guys in. Um, someone wants to know about My Kitchen Rules. Do you and Andrew always agree on your menu choices? Like when they spring on you, okay, today is high tea day. Do you just put together your ideas and draw two from a hat or do you nail it down? Who has the final say? So I must say, Andrew and I are incredibly intuitive with each other. Um, we work really well as a team and there is a discussion. So, as soon as the, the task gets given, we sort of take a step back, um, take a couple of minutes just to work out what it is that we want to make, how we want people to feel. I don't think up to this point in the competition, and I mean we're in week 13 or something stupid, um, we've never had a, a disagreement on the food we're going to make. I will suggest something and Andrew might be like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. What about this? And I'll be like, oh, that's way better. Let's make that. Um, and it doesn't always work out. So Rob's, um, if you remember the pizza challenge, we decided to make the ingredients like Andrew had said, okay, so chicken prawn curry on the one and I'd done a banana pop, a banana banoffee, <laughs> a banoffee on the other as a dessert pizza. And at the last minute, I suggested that we do cones and Andrew backed me on it because he thought it would be such a great idea and it's risky and it's out there and it completely flopped. It was the wrong choice and we shouldn't have done it, but we made that decision together and it was the both of us that, um, we just work really well together. I think that's, oh, how does it look on TV? Do we? Food is emotional. Uh, you're emotional. Um, this is the good <laughs> stuff on Club Central. <laughs> If this works, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm Can we still be friends? Can we still be friends? All I want to know, Kerry, can we still be friends? We can be friends, Brent. Can we still be friends? We can or? still be friends, even if you tell me I'm emotional. You are emotional. You're an emotional wreck all the time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we... We've got a couple of nice guys in studio, Stones and Bones. Um, they're not a couple. They're just a couple of nice guys. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> they are in, a, in what they call an Afro-rock duo based in, I think, Pretoria. You guys are from the 012, right? Yeah, that's correct. Huh? You're from Pretoria. Uh, they're not millennials. We've just found out during yes. the break. They are exennials. And, and do you know what an exennial is? We, we've clarified this. When? The, ex- the what? An exennial. Yeah, that's what we are. Okay, but how are you an exennial? You can't just say, I'm an exennial. We're not a millennial. We were born before that. Jeepers, she is profound. <laughs> um, an exennial is is someone that had has grown up without social media yeah. and without that constant... Oh. Uh, right. constant sort of cell phones. Like, like we now, know life. We know life. No, no, we, we, we do because we used to play in the mud exactly. and we would mm. like be kids and all that crap. And other kids now, like I've seen three-year-olds on iPads. It's where so they, sad. Where they're flicking the iPads, iPads around. Whereas we didn't have that. I only, the first, I got a cell phone in high school, but it literally all it could do was phone. 
That's right. Like yeah. you, and you could play snake. And you could play snake. Snake, yeah. yeah. Listen, babe, my first cell phone didn't even have snake. <laughs> it was it was about if I show you I think I, mine had Tetris. I don't even know it was as big as a water bottle. It was like yeah. as big as a water bottle. Um and it was it's, a long aerial. I didn't have an aerial. Oh. I don't know. But the point is, is that we didn't grow up with social media and then social media came when we were like in varsity and now we know the best of both worlds. So oh, that's yeah. what an exennial is. And you know, you had to think so much about what you're going to say to someone because an SMS cost like 80 cents at that time. So you had to be I really... I actually remember that. Yeah, that you had to so think really cute. hard. And you only had on an SMS, you had like 120 characters. Yes. It was less than Twitter. Like you really had to think about what you're going to say. Absolutely insane. You guys um, are not about cell phones and you're not about millennials. You're about music. Right. Um, I want to understand, first of all, what the hell is Afro rock? What is that? Afro rock, it's... Um, it's Closer to the mic, bud. I'm going to need you to get in there. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a bit of a... Okay, it's like this. CJ grew up listening to a lot of rock. I grew up listening to a lot of like township funk, house music. So we needed like a, a, a balance. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it took it took a while to to synthesize the, these kind of genres together. And at the start, I mean, when we started, we wanted to be like the next Black Eyed Peas. But uh, <laughs> we didn't have enough talent, um, and we well, didn't have well, a Fergie. As a, as a person, there's only two of you. <laughs> right, you're, you're, uh, and no Fergie. You're, yeah. you're missing two people from the, the crew uh, there. That didn't bother us at the time. Um, um, but we it took a while to then, we, we listened to our older stuff, and it's really whack. Um, to, we had to become friends first and, and, and spend a lot of time in the studio bringing this stuff together. And now it's, when, when we gig, it's like a party. You really can't believe it. You had fun. So how, uh, how long have you guys known each other and how did you meet? Uh, it's been seven years, eight years. Uh, 2010. And we met at a music college. We were both doing sound engineering. And okay, so you're both, you're both in the music trade. You didn't, you didn't leave your engineering job to like take up nah. Afro rock. rock no, Afro. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like Afro rock is, is basically a subgenre. Under house, it's yeah. it's it's basically dance, but it has a lot of like rock elements. That so, is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. electric guitars, uh, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but to foot to the floor house beats. I don't know if you guys know what what that is. I don't know if you still go out. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So, so I'm gonna say for free for nothing. Kerry doesn't go out. <laughs> right. When when last were you at a club? Crickets, tweep tweep. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I love the night, and I love uh, experiencing new bars and clubs. And right. I, You're a socialite. Last week, Friday, I was in New York, pumping mm-hmm. it up until half past four in the morning. Oh, like, that's amazing, a man. Great, great, great night out. Um, okay, you can roll with us. And Kerry, uh, Kerry, Kerry backseat. Uh, yeah. Thanks, I'm, guys. I'm thanks, thanks. <laughs> come. Until, until I drop it like it's hot and show you how it's done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are this duo. Um, you're in the club scene. Or do, do you go and do you perform in the club scene? Yeah. Just like that? Yeah. Where do, where do we go? Where, where are the different places that we're out and about at the moment? Um, this Sunday, we're going to be in Tony Fontaine. Um, we... We we everywhere. Hold on, where is that? It's in Pretoria. It's, oh. a, it's in the oh, O12. It's the yeah. O12. The O12. It's, it's, it's like a culture. What did I miss? Uh. Something <laughs> clearly. <laughs> we also do. So it depends where we play at. If we play at these clubs or hotels, we normally do a DJ kind of setup where we DJ uh, this kind of mix between uh, African and European Afro house music, and I play saxophone. Bones is on on the decks and 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 on the machine, which is like an electronic. Uh, device 
And then um, when we play the more more like how can we say barish kind of venues, festivals, and that we have a live band that we play with. There's four of us. Okay, so you uh, are but you are a bit more like uh, Black Eyed Peas. There's four of you. Yeah, yeah you got you got the number right. <laughs> yeah. the number right. Um, tell me a little bit more about the new single, and, th- and that's how I met you. You guys, uh, you guys sent a mail through to Good Things Guy, yes. and and we're going to write an article on you, maybe. Um, we'll uh, think about be it. Nice. But the <laughs> but the reality is, um, got the mail. I heard the song. I listened to it, and I just thought to myself, it's so future forward. Um, really, at a time when there's so much talk in South Africa between races and yeah, cultures and, yeah. and bullshit, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've got a black guy and a white guy that you right. guys are mates and you're making good music and it's, it's two cultures coming together and it's beautiful. And I was like, there's no way that I can't have you in studio. Right. We, need, yeah. we need to be talking about that and we need to be um, broadcasting your music. More people need to be listening to it and hearing it. So tell me about the new single. Where did it come from? What is it about? Van, you want to take us? No, you can take it. Um, <laughs> They're also gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole story be- behind how we became much better friends, but um, we f- we figure that it's the one thing is to be to be to spread a positive message. Um, it's hard nowadays. The music is 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 also very dark, and uh, and then we we decided to to mix um, languages first thing. Half yeah. of it is in English, half of it is in Zulu. Uh, and Lini is, means home. Uh, so it's kind of a love song to, to South Africa as being our home and then also to, to the important people in our lives. I think Bono yeah. relates a bit more to that. <laughs> he just got married. Oh, ah. congratulations. Thank you. Um, and is this your first single on sort of the iTunes scene and, and out there or have you had others in the past? We've had others in the past, but the thing is, Stones and Bones, what we've been, we've been focusing too much on like the hood, you know, like dance music, you know, predominantly that's where it's at in SA, but then Stones and Bones is black and white. So we needed to find, we needed to bring both the cultures in the music. And I think with this song, we've, this is the song that we actually got right Mm. because we feel that it's for, for, it's for everyone, you know, whether you, you, you Indian, you, 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 you colored, you, you pink. Everybody, you everybody can relate. Yeah. Everybody can relate. Like, even if you're living overseas, you know, the, the thought of coming back home, yeah. England, you know, and, and, and for the chorus is, it's, it's a mix of Zulu and having a white guy singing in Zulu. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So that's, that was the whole point. And Stones on Bones, that's why we kept pushing and been doing yeah. this because we had a vision of, uh, 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 Bringing yeah. people, to, we yeah. uh, we said it the other day on an interview. Uh, we have this dream of of having black kids and white kids making out with each other at our shows. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we've still got a while to go. So we also just have to give a shout out to to my cousin Frank's. He is the one who did mm. some of the vocals. He's an amazing bass player, and he has the same vision as we do. Yeah. So that was nice to have him in studio. And then also, um, if if Bones doesn't mind me telling the story, you know we. When we started becoming friends, it was about music, and then as as we went on, we 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 just became friends. And I remember having this conversation with him um, about where he comes from, um, and I recorded that for some project I did uh, at university at the time, and and that really changed everything because he he kind of it's just hearing the story. I'm not going to uh, tell the details because <laughs> like, it's quite <laughs> funny. But, um, 
Uh, that no, just you can you can tell it, bro. Yeah, he he, he, he didn't know that, that. You can't start something. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. So it's cool. He told me that he didn't know that that white people have penises <laughs> when he was young because. Uh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you just you just see them on uh, on television. All they saw was white people being like the Chuck Norrises and yeah. Rockies and Rambo's. So they were like these kind of buff. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I, I, if I can just hop in and I, I haven't experienced your life and I have no idea. But think of a Kendall. Like, you've got all these white <laughs> Kendalls lying around and none of them have got appendages. They're just yeah, sort of like, quite right. you know, like a mannequin. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, we're not going to judge. We don't yeah. judge. But he so. told you this and then you fell on the floor laughing. Uh, yeah. And I was shocked and, and laughing, but it, it just, it's this thing that we, we lack in our country is, is listening to each other's stories. Mm. Without judging and, and, and with the real empathy. And then you get this kind of understanding, you know, of, of the person and a, and a deep kind of caring that is really essential. That so, is so cute, uh, that was actually. quite a, one of, one of the good moments. And then obviously a lot of bries and a, a lot of alcohol and, and, and a lot and of parties. Yeah. Well, we're about to play the song and, and then I'm sure people will understand when they actually hear right. it because that's the reality is that you guys are, um, you can see you mates, you can see you get along, <laughs> you can see you have a vision. And, a lot of love. Uh, man, yeah, I dig yeah. it and I think it's a cool song and I think everybody should should hear more from you. Um, if people want to download the song, if they, if they want to keep up to date with what you guys are doing, I know we live in an age of social media even though you are exennials. Um, I'm sure you've got a Facebook or a Twitter. Yeah. Um, if you just want to send out all those details so that we can also get it out there and put it on Cliff Central, where do people get hold of you? Uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Stones Bones Band. And then that for, simple. Yeah, at yes. Stones Bones Band. And for Facebook, just search for Stones and Bones. Yeah, and there's a really cool video of us dancing in our gym clothes to a Black Coffee song. That you can check out now. It's really funny. <laughs> it's, it's on their uh, social media. I've looked at it. It is quite funny. I'm going to go. I'm going to go have a look as well, uh, where you guys are performing next, and I'll organise some of those um, black and white couples for you oh, making really? out in the front. Okay. Did you just hear? Kerry said she's coming to a bar or a club. Wow. You have pulled her out of the trenches. Mission <laughs> <laughs> accomplished. Wow, guys, cobwebs for days. <laughs> um, uh, just before I play your song, every week uh, I leave you with a quote. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together, and the only way we'll get through this is together. And actually actually makes sense um, to be who we are and and to to really shine as human beings so be bold enough to live your life on your own terms and never ever apologize for it go against the grain refuse to conform take the road less traveled instead of the well-beaten path laugh in the face of adversity i feel like this is the longest quote in the world um dance as though everybody is watching march to the beat of your own drummers stubbornly refuse to fit in but always do what is good and right don't be a cuck human this is the good stuff on cliff central and um this is Stones and Bones, if I learn how to play.